0: Love Talk Radio Flurries, you better grab a life vest yes. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> bye bye! Pull the mask off, people aren't going to like what they say it's going to look like flesh on the outside, you rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this, I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an H-O-H competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. I always feel Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Yes, 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 yes. It's time for another episode of The Big Brother. After I'm your host, Sam, uh, you know, two times a week we get together Wednesdays and Thursdays, and we talk about what's going on in The Big Brother house. We have a big discussion about it. And, of course, you know, I love doing this live with you guys. And as always, you know, you're always more than welcome to call in. You're always more than welcome to send a message. Uh, if you see this show and you're watching it, there is a link where you can pretty much have a chat, uh, and I will chat back with you uh, the best I can. But we also have the Big Brother uh after show uh Facebook page as well as uh the Twitter, which is BB After Show. Send a message, send a question, uh, send a statement and uh you know, we'll get it on the air. Uh but anyway, the show goes live around the world back and forth. Uh there is no parameters and it is uncensored, so if you call in you can say whatever you want to say. I won't be joined with my normal um uh, co hosts, uh well, co hosts, but they are they're actually kind of like correspondents that call in Mr. California and Miss Chicago take Sundays off. I don't want to burden them with two nights. Uh, plus, this show goes a little late, and I know they've got things to do. But this is really a show where I can kind of capture a little bit closer of the West Coast guys. I know it's – hell, all I know, Big Brother's starting over there. I'm awful with time zones, so please don't hold me to it uh, if I'm wrong. But this show's kind of trying to get more people on the other side of the uh, continent to kind of listen in, uh, of course, and our friends in Canada as well. But uh, we do this, like I said, twice a week. We're going to do Sunday nights uh, are usually pretty late. Thursdays are right after eviction. Well, not right after. We kind of moved it to 1030 because a lot of people were too busy kind of chatting and and doing their thing on Facebook. Um, And, and, you know, we were kind of missing out on a lot of things. So you listen in, you minimize this little radio player, and you continue to chat. You can hear everything while you talk to people. It's a good time. Uh, All we ask you to do is listen in. And, uh, you know, of course, you know audience participations always appreciate it, but let's get on to to bigger news. What a week, huh uh you know I mean, I got notes that go for days guys it's been a it's been a really wild a really really wild week and uh you know from the liz and and Austin show me you know I, just to speak about that real quick i I honestly thought that it was genuine. I thought that Liz really did like austin I thought there were some feelings there. Uh, maybe that she didn't want to admit, type of thing. You know, she just wanted to kind of play her game. But she, she found a little security and comfortability in Austin, and you know, she felt comfortable with them. And you know, a lot of times, people hook up in the house, or they, they, they feel comfortable in the house, and they find out that uh, that comfortability allows them to kind of, you know, play the game a little bit more relaxed and, and have somebody to rely on. And I thought this was maybe developing into one of those things for at least for Liz. I, I know Austin's head over heels. Um, but I really thought that Liz, you know, her thing was going to be, uh, you know, kind of feeling like he's a safety blanket for her, and I'll be, you know, what I'll be a monkey's uncle if he didn't, if she didn't turn out to completely be playing this guy. Now a lot of you saw it. I've seen it all over Twitter. Very, we're very active on Twitter. Again, follow us, BB After Show. Um, but you know, you see a lot of people, you know, talking about how this is. You know, Liz has no interest, and in, I really thought—I really did. You know, this season has—you know—I've been—I've been right about some things and been off at others. But I really did think that Liz had some type of feelings for Austin, but it looks like that's just not going through, as we're seeing kind of tonight, and as we're seeing developments happen in the house. Uh, you know, just to—you know—recap. You guys know who was H O H. You guys are fans of the show. You know who—you know the bow of the block you saw tonight. Who won? Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll pick up where the POV's played. Uh, for those, uh, you know, like these spoilers and whatnot, uh, Clay wins the POV. And this is the beginning of a of kind of a downward spiral that goes on in the house. Um, because <laughs> as Clay wins POV, one of the bad things that happens as a result of this is that half of the house seems to be a little disappointed that Clay won. Uh, Vanessa saw it on their face. Shelly saw it on their face. Clay saw it on their face. You know, your Megs, your John, your Jasons, you know, your Johns, just just not very pumped up that Clay won. I think there was a thought that maybe Clay would get stuck on the block. And there might have been even some conversation that, you know, they they may, you know, actually have an opportunity to go after Clay. So, you know, a little bit of that disappointment comes over, that, that cloud of disappointment falls over half the house, and Vanessa begins to kind of take note of that a little bit. Now, as you know, uh, those who have and have not been following and and those who are not aware of a lot of spoilers, you know, the plan was that they would put these guys up, we already know who was nominated, we we would waste time going over all that stuff, but the plan was to backdoor Austin. Why was the plan to backdoor Austin? Well, as you saw tonight, uh, a couple of days ago, Austin told Jason about the twins. Now, You've got me. I, I see no absolute, no real reason for him to do that. I see no benefit to him. But it's really just a line of things. And, you know, last week I said, you know, Austin's gameplay to me is 50% great and 50% just crap. And that was the 50% crap. You know, you see 50% brilliance and you see 50% just garbage. And I think the, the 50% great play on his part would be better If he hadn't been doing so many things that have gotten him in trouble, I mean, this guy's gotten caught by Vanessa over and over and over again, to the point where his credibility level is just really low. And your credibility level is just really low in Alliance. I have to assume that's just not good news for you. But the idea was that they would actually backdoor Austin and send him home. And Liz is completely, or well, Liz is completely on board with it. Julia is definitely on board with it. And there's just something there that. I don't really think, you know, really Julia uh, or Austin ever really got along. So I think there was already something there uh, that might have been a little issue. But nonetheless, uh, the guy wants to get rid of of Liz's twin sister. Just, I mean, you know, dude, he's way too in love. He's way too focused on what's going on with Liz. His mind and his his heart is overtaking any clear thought. And he's just doing things to do them. I mean, you know, this Judas thing, you know, I said this week on Twitter, you know, the Judas thing's just got to end. You know, I said it last week, you know, chicks just don't dig a a guy who talks in third person about somebody who doesn't exist. Judas doesn't really exist, man. I mean, that's just your wrestling thing, and I get it. And I was, you know, people will tell you, I was a big, I was a big, uh, I wouldn't say fan, but I was a supporter of Austin. I really liked his gameplay early. I thought he was coming out very likable, despite his physical proudest and his ability to probably win cops. He was looking good up there. I mean, he was really non-threatening. He was talking to people. He was getting in with people. He got in with the right people. And he was kind of playing a really good game, and then it just kind of like the switch turned on. He falls in love with this, this Liz character, and, you know, and it just completely just spirals him out of control. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. So that's where we are. Uh VOB wins, of course, by Clay not, not, Nobody's very excited about that on one half of the House Vanessa takes notice of this And begins to wonder, well, hold on a minute Do we really need to get rid of Clay? Or do we really, I'm sorry Do we really need to get rid of Austin? Because Austin's a, still a vote for us Now, let's pause just a second in this conversation Because Vanessa does something that Vanessa always does Which is flip out Freak out Every time she gets to the end of her HOH, right around her POV ceremonies, this girl flips out. I mean, she's breaking out. She's in a cold sweat. She's starting to panic. And I really like her as a player. I think she's a great player. I just, she can't get out of her own head. She really can't get out of her own head. And I think, uh, you know, she begins to wonder about this, and she begins to mow it over and mill it over and mill it over to the point where, well, maybe Austin is a vote for us. And maybe maybe there is another part of the house that's starting to gather around because, you know, they weren't very excited when Clay won POV. But here's the thing: Austin's never voted for you with you in the first place. I mean, if you look at Austin's votes, Austin's votes are more erratic than you know than Victoria's thought process. I mean, it's just so erratic and so erratic. You just what is you know. What's the deal? So now it's it's starting to come down to, uh, you know, I, maybe we should save Austin. And now maybe what we should do is go after Becky. as Becky's left on the block. Clay pulled himself off. Now it's not Becky. Let's just make a long story short. We can go into a million reasons why. But it's not Becky now. It is now Jackie. The same person that she stood there with Jackie and shook her hand and said, we won't backdoor each other. We won't put each other up. It's not a very good look for her. I don't think it's the smartest thing for her to do right now. Yes, Jackie won an HOH, but Jackie's doing what you want her to do. Vanessa's thought is, well, she's going to be mad that we're going to not backdoor Austin like we had planned in the first place. She's going to be mad anyway. I might as well get her out of the house. Well, here's the main problem with that with that thought flaw. You're going to put up Jackie, and you're going to give her a couple of days in this house. And she's going to tell everybody the deal that you made with her, and she's going to get at least half the house not to trust you anymore. Now, here's the other problem. The people that are in your alliance that saw you make that deal or heard you make that deal or you told them that you made that deal are watching you go back on that deal. Vanessa's not going to be the type of person people are going to trust, and somebody smart like Shelley is going to look at Vanessa and her, you know, erratic abilities and her erratic thoughts and she's going to say, you know what, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't work with her. She's, she's all over the place, and I can't nail her down. And like I said last week, I really think the two people that will cause the house to truly split, I think are going to be Vanessa and Shelley. Now they may, now they can also make a final two deal and rock along and keep going. But I, I really think that Vanessa is going to eventually drive Shelley crazy by the time that they even get close to that point. And I think the division in the house is actually going to come from. Uh, is going to come from Shelly and Vanessa. You're either going to see them do something and just walk through the house because they seem to be winning comps pretty easy, or they're either just going to split and, and Shelly's going to say, I can't do this. Uh, and Vanessa's probably going to get paranoid and want to put up Clay and want to put up you know, Shelly and send them home because she's going to get paranoid. I just see this thing completely becoming a mess. Now, here's the great thing about Jackie possibly going home and maybe even Becky going home. And Austin being saved. I have said week after week that this season is is actually building up to be a good season. A lot of people are saying it's boring, and I get that. I, I'm, you know, I understand where you're coming from. But I could see this thing snowballing into a real, real disaster soon, because Jackie going home and Jeff going home, and Audrey was a decent player. She just kind of got caught in her lies. But Devon also strong player but kind of got herself in trouble. You're sending home pretty weak players. And by the time that Jackie goes home, you know, you're only going to be really down to, you know, maybe one or two weak players that are still left in that house. And, you know, Meg and I can cons- Meg I consider one. And, you know, I kind of kind of kind of starting to consider James one. I mean, that guy just, you know, floats around, you know, I know he won the first HOH, but my gosh, but one thing I do think about this season is if you look at all the competition winners, all the comp winners, you know, your Johnny Mac, your Vanessa, your uh, your Shelley, now Clay winning a POV, um, James, Jason, all of this is is showing me that there's a variety of strong players in some shape or form. Now, somebody said, yeah, but the endurance comps aren't that hard. That's true. They're not as hard as they used to be. But I think that's good to even out the house. It's not going to be based on just complete strength now. So I I see this season building and building and building, and I'm waiting for it, and and this could be something I'm wrong about, but I'm really, really waiting for this season to really drop the other foot and to take off because I could see this house starting to divide. I think it's going to divide. Hang in there. I think it's going to happen. And when it does, it's going to be a lot of strong players versus other strong players. Jason, I think, is better than people give him credit for. Johnny Mac, of course, we know is any day he's going to win an HOH and he's going to have to choose a side. I think Johnny Mac's HOH, when it happens, if it happens, and I think it will, will be the true divider of the house because he's going to have to make some decisions that he may find very, very tough to make. And I wouldn't be so certain that Johnny Mac doesn't put up Shelly and Clay uh, on either side, depending on who's the other HOH. Uh, of course, if it's Vanessa or somebody on or Shelley, it, it won't happen, but I think Johnny Max H. O. H has the potential when it happens, if it happens, to be a good one because he's gonna to have to make some tough decisions. But I do think he's due and I do think it's gonna happen. Uh so, you know, this house is really starting to crack. And here's the other thing. Uh as we're seeing with them wanting to put Austin up, you know, this Six Sense Alliance is starting to crack now. And I think it's gonna divide. And if Austin stays in the house, there's there's something that's going to happen. Now, like I like I alluded to earlier, there is now talk that Austin's going to be safe. And Austin, to his credit, now here's here's the other fifty percent of good play by Austin. Finds out that he's possibly the target. Finds out that they're upset that he told Jason about the twins. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so Austin goes up and talks to Shelly and everybody and Vanessa and says, "Look," throws himself on the sword, tells them everything that he said everything that he did, and he looks at him and he says, you may want to get rid of me, but I am a vote for you right now, and right now, if you get rid of me, you're going to be outnumbered. That starts all the paranoia starting back up. So now, again, it looks like Austin's safe, and it looks like who knows who's going who's going up and who knows who's going home. This POV ceremony is going to be really interesting. I would, I, you know, I give Austin probably a 40% chance of going up, uh, which is much less than the 100% chance uh, three, three or four days ago. So, man, I mean, you take those odds all day in Vegas, you know, right? So, uh, so this is the situation, and, and that's what's going on. But it's been a really, really wild. And I, you know, I cannot stress enough, uh, you know, the the mind frame that you know Vanessa's in is just blowing me away. I mean. She's another one that if she would just calm down and be cool, she'd be fine. You know, people like her. You know, she she doesn't seem to be threat a threat when people go up on HOH. I think eventually people are going to see her as one. But right now she's doing pretty well. You know, her and Steve had a good talk. Uh, that's another spoiler, too. Her and Steve had a good talk about Austin. And Steve even told her, Austin's a vote for your side, or for our side. But I don't know how close Stephen is in there because Jackie wanted to get rid of him. So... Who knows what's going to go up? This is going to be a very, very interesting POV ceremony. Um, So to catch up, Jackie is the current backdoor. And and I think, you know, in these conversations that Shelly and Vanessa have, or Vanessa's very erratic, I I see moments where Shelly kind of gets drawn into it and backs back out of it. Again, I I can't see that Shelly's going to keep keep rolling with uh, Vanessa very long. I just think Vanessa's... You know, as long as she's winning, it's one thing. But I think once, once kind of numbers get thin, the first shot might be at Shelley, or maybe from Shelley, on Victoria. By the way, how annoying was was Shelley watching that POV or that um, battle of the block nomination? I mean, my God, Clay's going to be fine. Clay's not going anywhere. And I'll be honest with you, Clay's a hindrance to her. Like I said last week, you know, these people that get in these showmances, I really believe Jeff would have been a better player without Jordan. I really think that Rachel's a better player without uh, without Brendan. Uh, I think, um, you know, Danielle Donato was a better player when, when Dominic left the house in 13. I just, you know, these showmances are good and all, but I just think the players get better when they get rid of that other person. You know, Lisa in, in season three getting rid of Eric, that was a huge move for her, uh, allowed her to focus on the game. I think these people get refocused, so... I don't think Clay going home is necessarily bad for Shelly. I just think she doesn't want to let go. And, and you know what? I think Shelly, and I keep saying Shelly has a potential, potential to be a Janelle, which people give me a lot of hell for. But I think she has a potential to be another Janelle. And by God, you know what happens when you scorn Janelle. It's hell to pay. So I think if somebody gets Clay out, Shelly's going to be really, really on fire, and she's going to be ready to get some, uh, <clears throat> to get some a little, a little bit of revenge. Give a big shout-out and congrats to Johnny Mack for not going on the block again. That was probably pretty huge for him. Uh, you know, he can't go on the block... You know, I've said it. He can't go on the block too many more times. I mean, he just cannot do it. People are going to recognize the guy's a threat. He's a social threat. Uh, he's a game threat. He's a competitive threat. And eventually, people are going to want to put this guy out. And uh, good for him for not having to be put up. I really like Johnny. I said last week... I would have sent him home because I think Audrey's Audrey was just a zero-nil threat, um, and my move would have been to test the waters on getting Johnny Mack out. But as a as a viewer, I like him. I would only send him home because I would see that he's a threat uh, in the house right now. But as a viewer, I'd love to see him actually win uh, or get final four. I really like the guy. I think socially, he's he's very strong. He's a good game player. Um, but you know. You know, we we got that situation again uh with Austin. You know, I, I saw the um I saw the show tonight where Julia didn't want to tell uh, decided not to tell Liz about Austin. And I, and I just want to touch on that. I think that was a really smart decision for her. I think if she were to tell Liz, Liz if she were to tell Liz everything that Austin said, and and somebody had actually sent me a question about this for the show. Do I think it was smart that Julia didn't tell Liz? And I do because I actually think that um that Liz may have acted completely different to Austin, and Austin obviously knows now that he was going to be backdoored, or there was going to be some backdoor mint talk about Austin. I know that backdoor mint is now a trademarked um, trademark name for me, but uh, but you know if I think if Julia would have told Liz, I mean she's dropping her hints. You know, how, obviously you know how twin sisters work. I, I don't, but I'm going to guess. You know. Liz obviously picks up that Julia is not happy with Austin. she's not going to play that card that she's not. And once Julia gets in the house after this eviction, you know it's going to change everything. It's going to change the whole dynamic with Austin, because Liz Liz is going to gravitate towards her sister, and her sister's going to gravitate towards her, and the one guy that's going to be left out of that mix is going to be Austin. But I think she would did the right thing by not telling Liz tonight uh, on the show. I think I don't know if she has told Liz I haven't seen all the spoilers but I'm assuming that she hasn't. And if she hasn't told Liz, it's probably a good thing because I think Liz would act completely uh, different towards Austin, and it may, may make things even worse. I mean, this guy's really in love. Uh, you know, he's really hung up on her, and, uh, and that's just bad news for him. It's obviously really affected his gameplay. But let's talk a little bit about the twins coming in. I don't know I, – I know that a lot of people think this was a really strong move on an alliance part. And it probably was. I mean, at the beginning of the time, you're, you're in an alliance. You want to get numbers. You want to get things going the right way. And um, and having that extra vote's huge. It's huge. But really, you've got enough votes. I mean, there's been this four to seven kind of vote thing going on. But you have enough, really, um, to kind of carry it. Having one more, I think, this late in the game is not as important because numbers are dwind- dwindling. And you're sending home people that – are really not on your team anyway in your alliance. Uh, but this extra person coming in, is, I think, is going to going to cause some problems, and I think here's why. Again, at some point, as we're seeing, as we're seeing now, um, Sixth Sense is starting to break apart. They're going to bring somebody else into that alliance. It's already kind of on the fringe of breaking apart and a lot of distrust and things. A lot of people think Vanessa and Shelly and Clay are tight, and I know they are. But I'm telling you, there's going to be some point where Shelley decides that Vanessa's no good or Vanessa decides that Shelley's a threat. And bringing these twins into it, bringing an extra person into it, is really not bringing you anything because I think that the only person that Liz is loyal to is Julia, and the only person that, that Julia is loyal to is Liz. And I think they're going to do whatever they have to once Julia gets in the house. I think they're going to ride a little bit, but I also think that they're going to start kind of doing what's best for them. And if it's not best for them to be with Shelley and Clay, I don't think that they're going to go that way. So I think bringing Ju- – and if Julia seems to be the person that's a little bit stronger than Liz. I get the impression that Julia is a little bit more on top of what's going on. You know, she didn't trust Austin from the beginning. There's a lot of people she didn't trust. I don't think she trusted Jeff. Um, and, and Julia just seems to be the stronger of the two sisters. And I think uh, once – julia comes in there's going to be a little bit of a change of attitude i think with liz i think she's going to follow julia's lead a little bit more i just get that impression um and i think that that is going to cause maybe liz to not be the same liz as she's always been in the house and continue to maybe ruffle the feathers of the six cents which is already you know they already got another alliance of eight people and that's, that's the other thing too um, that we're going to talk about. I got to run the commercial, but when we talk when we come back, a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about I think it's called this Dark Moon Alliance of eight people. Don't get me started. Well, you're going to get me started because you're going to hear about it when I get when I get back. Uh Steve's starting to make moves, which is interesting. Uh and at the end of the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about why I don't think we're going to see an All-Stars 2 anytime soon because that question did come to me. Do so I think we'll see one? I don't, and I'll explain why. Hang in there, folks. We're going to get a commercial real quick. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about Big Brother 17. Hang on. Big Brother after show with Sam. Hey, if you want to give me a call and you want to talk about something, give me a call, 917-889-7084. Hang in there, folks. Be right back. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yes. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the wacky waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the wacky waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to say it. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Any guys before I went to commercial about this uh Dark Moon alliance. I just wanna give everybody a little break on on what's going on with that uh you know <laughs> i it's it's funny to me how people need protection so bad in this house that they're willing to do whatever they've got to do and I guess that's just a big brother game now um, and one thing that I thought was really important um that I saw on Facebook, and I'll have to look to see if I can pull it back up but anyway was a statement somebody had made about um about you know whether or not Big Brother is the same Big Brother they've always watched and whether or not they're going to stop watching it just because of, of certain things. And when we when we before we get to um to my All Stars two thing kind of towards the end of the show, I kind of want to bring up the points because I think it's um I think it's a really interesting uh kind of breakdown of what he dislikes about the the show right now and what's going on, and I think it's something that's kind of common with everybody. I think it's like 10 points. They're very quick, but we'll run through them at the end of the show, but I want to keep you posted that I'm going to talk about that, too, so it won't be just complete game talk, Um, but anyway, we've got this Dark Moon Alliance, Uh, and this is a, I, I guess this is a final eight. Oh man, final eight. I mean, that's that's great and all, but you know, how many people do we have left in this house? I mean, what? I think we got like twelve in the house. When we lose, oh, we're gonna come up five evictions, right? So eleven people in the house, somewhere like that. I don't. I'm not gonna do the numbers, but anyway, you're talking about ten or eleven people still left in the house, and you form an alliance of eight. Now, this is to me is like the bomb squad. Now, the bomb squad did kind of work out, uh, you know, in a way because you know two of the people made it. But you know, it amazes me when people want to get in these majority alliances and do a final eight. This final eight's only good for what, like two or three weeks. And if you have a a double eviction week, I mean, you know, basically you're you're running an eight-person alliance for two weeks. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. But anyway, it's it's probably. It's probably one of the weaker alliances, just because you know when you kind of look at it, uh, you know it's um, Vanessa, Jackie, Clay, Shelley, of course Clay and Shelley are in the middle of it. Meg, Jason, James, and Becky. Well, we know Becky. Now we know how tight this final eight is because, as you know, I've been talked by Vanessa, who's in this final eight, uh putting up two of the eight people in this final eight. Okay, Becky going up possibly was talked about earlier, and Megan was talked about earlier. Now, Jackie, I'm sorry, three people in this eight-person alliance. So I don't, a lot of people are talking about the Dark Moon Alliance. I just don't think it's tight. I don't think it's a serious thing. Um, I I don't know if it was brought on by some of the weaker players to try to get into something, because, you know, I feel like, you know, one side of the house is this Shelly, Clay, you know, Vanessa, Liz, Thing. Um, you know, of course, stemming from that's Austin and Steve. Um, but, you know, on the other side of the house, you know, you still got, you know, Meg, Jason, James, Becky, uh, Jackie. You know, even though she thinks she's in this one, I really don't think she is in the um, in the uh, Sixth Sense Alliance. So, you know, I think this is a way to maybe some of the players that were kind of getting beat down on to get into something to try to survive. I don't think that it's anything serious. The people that are talking about it. I gotta be honest with you, I just don't see it being a, a real true blue alliance. Uh I think it's gonna kinda falter when it's all said and done, but I, I'm just I'm I'm boggled by people who wanna do an eight person alliance for a three week situation. I mean, why do you you know, final eight and then what? Yeah, you know, and then what? You're gonna all just do another final six and then a final four alliance? I mean, you know, it just kinda gets to the point where it's a little much for a two- or three-week period, in my opinion. And uh, I just don't see it being very strange. I You know, we talked about, um, you know, power rankings of players last week. We try to do it once a week. Big Online Big Brother puts one out, and I usually use theirs. Um, and, of course, I argue with it all the time because they always rank Clay high, and I, I just don't. Uh, you know, yeah, you want a POV, but Clay's just really hanging on for the ride. Uh, he may become important later, but for now, I just, I mean, from what I've seen, yes, he's making it far, yes, he's doing But I, you know, I just don't consider him a power player. But i got to say that I think next week, uh, this upcoming week, we're going to see Steve kind of come up a little bit, because Steve did a lot of interesting things this week. Uh, you know, he's been very, very social. Uh, he's been working with people that have been trying to tell him not to be creepy anymore. You know, whatever. You know, poor Steve. But anyway, not to be creepy anymore and how not to feel like people, that he's he's dropping on people's conversations. You know, learning some important social skills in Big Brother that he's about five weeks in learning. Uh, And he also had Vanessa's ear. And I think Vanessa really gave him a lot of consideration during their talk. And I think that she listened to a lot of things that he had to say, and she agreed with a lot of things that he had to say. And one of them was, of course, like I said earlier, was maybe Austin was better for the numbers, uh, for the votes to kind of save. Um, so I think his voice is being heard by a lot of the, the stronger players. Um, and I, I I know that Jackie wanted to send him home. Uh, I don't know that he would have gone home, uh, depending on who was next to him. Uh, but I think Vanessa would have worked out something to get somebody up, uh, maybe talk, maybe to, well, she ended up being the HOH, but... I think if Jackie had won HOH, I think Vanessa would have worked an angle to try to keep Steve off the block uh, by putting up somebody else, maybe making up something that's a threat. You know, because, you know, my God, Vanessa, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I Again, I like Vanessa's play. I think she's a really strong player. When she needs to win, she wins. But this paranoia thing is getting out of, out of hand. Um, but at the same time, as strong as she has been in the HOH stuff, I really feel like that Vanessa's strategy has been find a reason to put people up and find a reason to take people down. And I just don't think that that works very long for you. I just don't think it's a thing that's going go going to carry you very far. It's not going to put a lot of gas in the tank. You know, it's like, you know, if I can just make somebody lie to me, then I have a reason to put them up. If I can just make somebody... Make me distrust him, so I have a reason. And that goes back again to my issues with her kind of lying to Jackie if she puts Jackie up, going back on that deal and, you know, being willing to put people up that she was saying she wasn't going to put up. So going back on that deal almost makes me feel like, you know, you're the person that's willing to go back on these deals. You're the person that's giving people the reason to put you up. I just... I think we're all really waiting for that time that maybe somebody like um, uh, Johnny Mack and maybe James win an HOH or Jason and Johnny Mack win that HOH. And I think that's going to be interesting. I think that's something we all kind of need to see happen. Uh, but again, you know, what's left in the house is very strong players in my opinion. I don't think it's uh, it's a season that's going to be very boring and I think things are going to pick up a lot. So, I say hang in there, you know, like I said, this show is just kind of a breakdown show of what's going on, give you a little spoiler hint, Uh, and then Thursday nights we get more into what we think is going to happen the next week, and who we think is going to go up, and and all that stuff, so it's just kind of a breakdown show, but I wanted to touch on a a very interesting, and I won't say his name, because I I asked him if I could use it on the show, and I didn't hear back from him, Um, so I won't say a name or anything, but uh, this guy posted on the uh, on, on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> he just he's saying that he thinks Big Brother U.S. has run its course. And, and if you think it is, give me a tweet. Tell me you think it's run its course. Tell me it hasn't. And you know, normally I would say, nah, you know, whatever. But you know what? I think he's got some pretty uh, he's got some pretty good points. And a, a lot of a lot of the reasons why he thinks that. The, well, he said top ten reasons why the why it's sucking now, basically. I couldn't make that politically correct, but I'm not going to. He's saying ten top reasons why Big Brother sucks now. And he says number one, the game is inherently flawed. I believe that's true. I think the original game, and a lot of people have said this, and and I've seen people say this on Twitter. The game, you know, this game needs to go back to basics. This twist, twist, twist stuff. It works in Canada because Canada does twist, in my opinion, in a lot better way than the U.S. version. They Their twists, to me, um, are a little bit more subtle, um, but they're enough to rattle a game. You know, and, and honestly, really, <laughs> Big Brother Canada was doing twists from from Season 1. I mean, that's how they started this thing off. Big Brother U.S. really didn't start off with a lot of twists. It kind of was a gameplay twist and a social twist almost every season. I mean, you know, uh, other than VOV being halfway into Season 3... You know, four with the exes, five with the DNA, uh, seven, of course, being all-stars, but eight uh, with people that are rivals, um, uh, nine with the um, love hookups where people are hooked up to a partner. Uh, then ten went back to basics, and ten I really think is one of the better seasons for strategy and drama. I said that on, uh, on Thursday night, um, and I really think that back to basics is something that Big Brother really needs to do. And I think that's what he's meaning here, is that it's inherently flawed because it's almost an impossible game to strategize for and plan. And and it was anyway. I mean, it was a hard game to really strategize for. But, you know, it was one of those things where you could go in with a plan, apply that plan, and adjust that plan, and it usually could either fail and blow up in your face or you could get into a Final Four. Uh, Now it just doesn't happen that way. We see a lot of people who float into the Final Four you know, uh past seasons have been a lot of weaker players staying in longer because they're not a threat. Yada yada yada. Usually you know you only got one or two strong players at the end. So I think uh I think inherently it is flawed, but I think it's flawed for the twist. Now the second thing, um, uh, I'm just gonna read it the way it says that finding good playing house guests obviously must be very hard for this group or worse. Uh the worst is any indication. So uh finding good players uh, he feels is the second biggest thing That makes the game That makes the game suck now But You know I I agree but I disagree I agree in the fact that I think that um, That I think casting has to cast um, You know People that are recruited But You know this keeps coming up Oh they're recruited, they're recruited, they're recruited well, I know that fans are upset about that But look you know Fans often get on this show and completely fail. Uh, There are some that have been big fans of this show that do really, really well. Derek, uh, Andy Heron was a big fan of the show. Uh, You know, of course, Dan, Janelle. So, I mean, there are people that are fans of this show that do go on and do really well. But if you look at the groups that are super fans that get on this show versus just regular people, the super fans don't always do very well. I mean, we're talking about like Nicole, Christine, No offense to them. It's just, you know, you're a super fan, Will Hauser, Love his videos. Guy's hilarious. But he gets in the show, and he's just absolutely abysmal. I mean, you know, a lot of times, super fans that get on this show get on here and have a plan, and, man, they're going to do this, and, man, they're going to do that, and they just lock up and freeze. It's almost like it's too big of a deal for them that they almost just kind of lock up. Now, there's some that play really well, but for the majority, in my opinion, I kind of – I kind of feel like putting superfans on this show almost really hurts it. You kind of lose the genuine uh, surprise of a twist or or something that's happening in the house that they're not expecting. Uh, you know, superfans are always planning on this week we're going to do this and this week this should happen, a double eviction. And it kind of takes the surprise out of the house. You know, people that don't watch the show that are on it, uh, that are recruited or sitting there going, oh, okay, cool. I think... I think it's it, uh, casting people is hard for this show and I don't think it's because of recruitment. I think it's because that there is a love affair in my opinion with reality and being a reality star. And if I can get on big brother, then I can be on amazing grace. And if I can get on amazing race and maybe I can get on survivor, <clears throat> maybe I can get on, uh, you know, housewives of reality, you know, People want to live those reality careers, and some people have made a good life out of reality careers. I mean, look at Jeff working with CBS, and of course Rachel Riley has her has a show now. And somebody said Frankie's getting his show, but and Caleb, I believe somebody told me he was doing Survivor. I don't know if that's true. And I know Hayden Moss did Survivor, so it does translate. It does. It, do, it does. It is a stepping stone for other shows. I mean, look at Jeff and Jackie getting on Big Brother from Amazing Race. So I think a lot of the problem I agree with, but I think it's more the attitude that it's not so much winning as it is furthering their career in reality, getting onto other reality shows and making a living after out of appearances and whatnot. Uh very few people go on this show I feel like now with the with the idea that they want to win. Last season we saw this jury disease that took over where people just want to be in jury, I just want to be in the jury. Just get me to jury that's garbage, that's crap, I can't stand people who do that. That was an entire season last season, and no offense to those players, I know they'll take offense to it, but to tell me that you want to go to jury just tells me you don't want to win, and tells me you're only going to do what you have to do until jury starts. Why do you want to get a jury? Because jury pays you more money, going to pay you longer, and you get to be on TV for a little longer, and you get to be at the end on the finale getting asked questions. So I get it why people want to make it a jury, but that's where I interject my 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 thoughts on, on number two with the, you know, finding bad players for the house. I, I think it's just an overall attitude. So if I if I look at it that way, I think he has a very valid point. The show is sucking because people want to be reality stars when they go on. Now, he said number three, battle of the block doesn't work. I agree. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Yeah, you, know, you you know maybe in theory, you know, whoever thought of the Let me tell you something. Whoever thought about the block, whoever thought about bringing vets back in 13 and bringing vets back in 14, doing the coaches thing, doing the golden key thing in 13, doing the MVP, the three nominees in 15, should be fired. You've got just bad idea after bad idea from season 13 all the way through 16, just bad ideas. And here we go back with the battle of the block, and I agree with him on that. Number three, battle of the block doesn't work completely agree with and and here's the flaw in battle of the block in theory it sounds great you write it down on paper sounds fantastic phenomenal idea right however what we saw last season is what's happening this season the two people that win hoh have a conspiracy or conspire together to get the same people out so what's the point we wasted another week and i'm not a fan of battle of the block only because oh, well not only because but one of the biggest reasons is I think it makes the the time for people to campaign to get off the block so much shorter. I mean, it's like boom, 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 boom. We're doing a H O H. HOH. Now we're doing a Battle of the Block. Then we've got one Battle of the Block winner. One HOH is dethroned. Then we've got a POV. Then we've got a nomin It's just not enough time, in my opinion, for people to campaign, for people to make deals, for people to... You know, this game used to be about making deals. And people forming an alliance or a deal in the middle of the season, the final two or whatever... And I just think now people just don't have that opportunity to go up to the HOH room and say, look, I need to cut a deal. It's impossible because by the time somebody goes up on, you know, you don't know who's going to get used in the POV because you've had Battle of the Block played. By the time all that happens, there's so much going on that by the time you reach Tuesday and Wednesday, you don't have a lot of time to talk a deal down. So I think Battle of the Block gets in the way of the time frame of the game, And I think, I mean, look how many, look how much we get on a Wednesday night and a Sunday night now, which is great for us as viewers. But as players, you've got to imagine all that's crammed into a day. And when you're in a day of Battle the Block, POV, POV used, nominee set up, you don't have a lot of time to campaign and talk and make a deal. And I think that's one of the reasons Bow the Block doesn't work. And, again, it doesn't work because it's like having one HOH anyway. I don't think you'd see anything different. You'd probably see a more interesting game. Because let's say Jackie wins, wins HOH on her own, she may do something completely different than what Vanessa had talked her into doing. So Battle of the Block does get in the way, and it doesn't work. I have to agree completely on, on number three with him. Number four, uh, he's upset with the uh, rehearsed diary room outtakes. I, you know what? I don't care. You know, I think that's an about point. I think they've always been edited. They bring them in there. They let them talk, and then they edit it down to what they want them to say. They, I, I'm sure they ask questions. And these players answer, and, you know, I'm sure they're led into certain answers and, you know, certain ways to answer them. So I agree with that. Now he says, um, he says, the next thing is production storytelling. Uh, Storytelling ways hasn't evolved as needed. I, I disagree. I think it's just played out. I think, you know, we talked about it last week where we were talking about production conspiracies that were flying all over Twitter and Facebook. I don't believe in the production conspiracies. I think it happens here and there, but I really don't think that they try to tell a story. I think they just edit what they have, and they present to us the most interesting things that they think we need to know. A lot of people have been impressed with the way that they've edited some conversations to make things look the right way instead of trying to twist them to the viewer, uh, according to the live feed. So I don't I don't really buy that part. He's not happy with Julie Chen. She brings out Look, Julie Chen, a lot of people don't like Julie Chen, but I'll tell you what. She really doesn't do anything other than host the show, okay? We rarely see her. I don't think we saw her at all, you know, on Sunday nights. I don't think you see her at all. Uh, I don't know that you see a lot of her on Wednesday. You really only see her on Thursdays. And to me, that's not enough significantly to to matter to me. Um, I always thought that, you know, if you guys ever watch Big Brother UK, which – I've watched a half of one season. I just – I can't do it without strategy. I can't do it without strategy. I mean, people try to get me to watch all the time. I, if you don't have a – if it's not if – it's, if it's people voting on popularity, I just can't do it. It might be interesting and it might be fun to watch, but I just – I can't do it. I don't have time to watch people in a house get voted on popularity. I just it, – it failed in, in Glass House. It, it failed in season one of Big Brother. It almost killed the Big Brother uh, franchise in the U.S. season one. I just have no interest in it, um but davina McCall to me uh b b u k was was the best um Julie chin you know she's good for what she does, and she's the face of it, and her sucking doesn't make the show suck to me uh, I don't think she sucks that bad um, he says most comps are weak and aren't entertaining um and he's saying that they're not they're they're repeating and they're not getting innovative. I believe that's probably true. Uh, you know, there have been – I think I think it's really hard, though. I mean, you're talking 17 seasons. I think it gets hard to come up with original ideas for comps, and I think they do a good enough job at it. But you're, you're right. It's the same three type of comps done in different fashions over and over again. Um, and they do need to get a little bit more creative, but I don't really blame them. I think it's really hard to keep creative when you're doing this show because it's it's always redoing things and trying to make them fresh, but when you have somebody tell you, "Well, here's the three comps. It's, you know, endurance, it's, you know, quiz, it's this." What are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? It's not like you've got six other types of comps that you can work around. You've got three and you've got to come up with ideas with them. So, I disagree on those. I think they are weak, but I'm okay with them being weak because I think honestly, weak comps mean that more people can win HOH, and I think that's a good thing for us as viewers. Um He said the GNC sold the BB Takeover should be fired. You know, that's interesting. Um, You know, I think whoever thought of the last, you know, four seasons should be fired. I mean, 13, 14, 15, 16 to me were the worst part of Big Brother. I mean, people ask me all the time. I I was talking about it last week, which Big Brother season should I watch. Don't go watch 14 through 16. I mean, 13 through 16. It's just a waste. 12 is decent, but I agree – about the BB Takeover thing. But, you know, what well, I said in Twitter, and I got a lot of likes on it, a lot of favorites on it, you know, this BB Takeover thing, you know, we're supposed to get a twist every week. I don't mean, think we've seen a twi- twist in three weeks. Where is our twist every week? I'm okay without them. Don't get me wrong. But what happened to us having a twist every single week? You know, that was the thing they were selling this this whole season on. We were going to get twist every week. It was going to be a different thing every week take over. I haven't seen anything. I mean, first two weeks, yeah. Okay, you brought Jeff and and Jackie in. What what the hell happened? There, There are no twists that are going on that I see that are happening at all. The best twist would be to take away Battle of the Block and go back to basics. And I think my original idea, if they wanted to do that, was way better. I think every week, you do a twist from a season in the past. Bring in some of the past players to introduce the twist. I think that would have been a lot of fun to see a lot of old players. I think it would have been fun. If you're going to do that, if you're going to tell me, Sam, we have to do a twist every week, that's great. I would have had twists from prior seasons, you know, uh, show up. And, you know, whatever twist was from a prior season, just kind of do it, have prior guests come. But, you know, who am I to say? You know, when they did the twist reveal for the twins, they could have brought in... uh, Adrian, I think her name was Adrian, and her sister from Season 5 to introduce that twist. You know, I mean, it just would have been an interesting way to do it, but we're not seeing any twist. This, this takeover has just basically just completely could put it out. I've got to be curious of why they were selling this thing of a weekly twist, and then we don't get them. I, like, we're just going to forget. So I agree, the genius who's thinking about all these twists, let's just say that, should be fired. Now, I don't know if it's Allison Grodner. Maybe time's come. You know, uh, on that note, I got in an argument. Not an argument. Discussion. We call them discussions on Facebook. But a guy was upset that Allison Grodner had never done anything good for, for Big Brother. You know, she was just garbage. She was Let me tell you something. Allison Grodner in Season 3 saved Big Brother. Uh, in Season 2, she saved Big Brother. She did a lot of things. She introduced the POV in Season 3 halfway through. And she's done a lot of good things for Big Brother up to, and like I say, season 12 is probably where I I feel like great, really good seasons stopped. She's done a lot of great things. Do I agree now that she probably needs somebody else to help, a co-producer? You know, now she's the single producer, executive. Does she need a co-producer to come in and make things fresh? I believe so because, like I said, it just becomes a disaster after disaster. And this is a big event every year for CBS, every summer for viewers. I mean, I'm talking like 7 million viewers. I mean, you got to have somebody in there that's willing to do more things and, and willing to, to tweak things a little bit. Um, and he said, and this is a really good one because a lot of people are saying this as well on Facebook, if the twin twist is supposed to be a secret and everyone knows, why is it still going on? Because I think they have to. I mean, you, you're going to – because, you know, it's just speculation. And, yes, Austin has verified it. But let's be honest, they're just now really figuring out, not figuring out, but they're really just now knowing, uh, you know, pretty much guarantee that there are twins now, and it's Liz and Julia, but they just found it out this week. Guess what happens after this week? The twin comes in. So I don't agree necessarily with that, but I thought these were really, really great points, and obviously this guy feels like, you know, the season sucks, you know, it's, it's starting to suck, and I don't want to do it anymore, and... I understand that i i could be honest with you um i last time i felt chills last time i felt goosebumps in a in a big brother season was when dan uh, probably at the dan funeral uh no 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 you know what it was it was actually when dan uh, um when Dan pretty much backstabbed Shane in uh season fourteen when he did a a, a side swipe on, on Shane and completely had uh, had the POB used on him, making him the only person to cast the vote, and he cast the vote instead of to send out Ian to send out Shane, was huge. Because I don't think he – he wouldn't have won against Shane. He didn't win against Ian, but he definitely was not going to win, I don't think, against Shane. Uh, that was the last time I really stood up in my chair and was like, oh, holy shit. Excuse my French. That was the last time I actually really stood up and was like, wow, that just got me chilled. You know what I mean? And Big Brother used to do that to me every season. There used to be something, a fight or some twist or something that would happen, uh, a backstab, a lie that just really got me going. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like I have zombified my life in Big Brother through seasons 13, 14, 15, and 16, and a little bit in 17. So I kind of feel what the guy's saying. If you agree or disagree, hit me up on Twitter, BB After Show. Let me know. Is are you getting tired of Big Brother? Is it getting re- too repetitive for you? Are you not excited when it comes on? Now, but, I know you get excited when it comes on, but are you excited once it starts? You know, when was the last time you were excited about b- a Big Brother move or something in Big Brother? Send it to me on on uh, Twitter, BB After Show, uh, at BBAfterShow. After Show. Uh, you can find us there. Um, listen, I got to take one more commercial because we got to do two a show um, if we go an hour. So, I'm gonna do one more commercial. Very quickly when I come back, we're going to talk about uh, why I don't think, and I could be wrong, but why I don't think that we are going to see a, uh, an All-Stars 2. I'm going to explain it really well to you guys. Hopefully hopefully you get it. Hopefully you agree with me. Hopefully I'm wrong, because I would love to see an All-Stars 2. But we're going to talk about that when I come back. Stay tuned, folks. There's a big brother out to show with Sam. Where's Jill? Jill. Lonely and out walking the cornfield again. Do you think they will ever find this true love? Not hanging out with us all day. We used to be lonely. Until we met on Farmers Only. FarmersOnly.com is the new online dating site for farmers, ranchers, and good old country folks. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. many hey, folks, just don't get it. I had a way today. Oh Alright And we are back Um Okay So, you know, I've got notes here i got to stick to them um, Alright, biggest thing is um, One of the One of the bonus things on the show is that When we come to the end of it I kind of do like a little plus feature Which is not pertaining to the game As we know it But pertaining to just general Big Brother stuff uh, Past seasons, what not and you know, if you've been listening in, well, the last two weeks were kind of like my favorite my favorite seasons for new new viewers uh based on drama seasons versus strategy seasons. And I get a lot of questions right now about whether or not I think there's going to be an All-Stars 2. I think there I think there will be um and I just want to say that I think that the All-Stars 2 format's been kind of screwed up and let me explain why. I think with what an All-Stars 2 could have been, could have been billed. And then of course, you have to get permission to bring, you know, everybody has to sign off on an evil dick coming back. I'm sure that, you know, in an All-Star season, uh, you know, it would probably be completely fine. I'm sure that anybody that would be coming back would have signed off on it. I know I know that Rachel mentioned uh, in season 13 had, uh, had, you know, Big Brother in production, asked whether or not they would sign off on Dick staying in the house knowing that he has the HIV virus. Would she have signed off on it? She said yes, Uh, and she thought everybody else would have, too, for him to stay. I think as long as you're not doing competitive, um, and I'm okay with not doing endurance challenges if Evil Dick's brought back in just for the fact that you don't want to transfer blood or anything, and I understand, Um, and I I would have been okay with that to see him play again in an all-stars situation, but where I think that All-Stars 2 could have really been billed well. I think All-Stars 2 could have been billed as Dan versus Rachel versus Evil Dick, uh, maybe even versus Derek, okay? And I think that that would have been the selling point of the show, because, you know, you're going to put in, you're probably going to put, you know, somebody from season 12 back in there, you're going to put Rachel in there, you maybe put Brendan back in there. I honestly... I'm not a huge Jeff and Jordan fan, but I would be fine with Jeff going back in by himself. Um, you know, Jesse, uh, you know, Eric Stein, all these people. So you would have had a conglomerate of really great players in the house, and I think you could have found some really good ones between, you know, 8 and 12. Uh, because, you know, other than Frank uh, Frank Ute, who I really liked in Season 14, Ian in Season 14 – Um, You don't really have a lot of strong new players in those seasons. Um, You really had some really good ones in in between uh, 8 and 12. So a lot of those players would probably be returning. But to me, it would have been billed as, you know, these three main three people going against each other in an all-star setting, being Evil Dick, Dan, and Rachel. And what ended up happening was somebody had the bright idea Of doing a season 13 where they brought back Danielle Donato, Evil Dick, Rachel and Brendan, and Jeff and Jordan. So you almost kind of, you just really ruin the fact that Rachel's been brought back again, and that Jeff's been brought back again. And then in season 14, the very next season, you bring back Dan, and you bring back Brittany, which I don't consider, Brittany's an incredible social player. But is Brittany somebody I would want to see back on? Probably not. Um, But Dan, being, you know, what a lot of people considered Will 2.0, bring him back as well in Season 14. Now, are you really going to do a Season 18 with repeats of your biggest players since Season 7? That's hard for me to believe. That's hard for me to believe that Rachel, Dan, I, you know what? I don't think Dan can do another season. I just don't think it can work. A lot of people think he could work in an all-star season. That might be true, but still. I mean, we're talking about three times these guys coming back. Everybody wants to see Janelle come I mean, that's that's four times for Janelle. It's just worn out. At this point, you may see an all Stars in season 18. I think if they're going to do one, it's probably going to be 20. Because I think they need more people, and the reason they need more people is because they need these replacement players for Dan, Rachel, and Neville Dick. The problem is, is I think they've been very droughted on doing that. I mean, nobody has really, really played as well as those ha- those three have, and a lot of people don't think Rachel played well. I, I can take her or leave her, but she's still a huge draw, and she's still somebody who's very competitive in the game. So I just don't see how they can pull this off. So do I see an All-Stars 2? I do. I think it's probably going to be with some very, very weak players that are just – and, you know, they may go back to Season 2 and go all the way back and get really old players. But, again, a lot of those players that played in 7 would be repeating for their third time. And a lot of viewers don't really know a lot of the old players, unfortunately, So, which could be a good thing. But I think that you will see an All-Stars 2. A lot of people think it's 18. I have a speculation it will be just because it renewed for two years at one time. Usually it's one year at a time. It was renewed for two. Maybe 18 is the plan, but I really think you're going to see it probably closer to like 20 because I just don't think they have the gold they need to sell it to the fans. That's my take on that. All-Stars 2, maybe 20. I'd be surprised to see an 18, but it's possible. Uh, But that's my little corner of just talking about things that are talked about outside of this season on Big Brother forums and and whatnot. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you on Thursday night, big night Thursday night. We're going to find out who's going to get put up in POV placement. We're going to find out who wins the new HOHs. The twins are going to enter the house. I'm telling you, Thursday night I don't think you really, really want to miss. I think it's going to be a really good show. Of course, I'll have my friends back, Miss Chicago and Mr. California to uh, help kind of break things down for me. They always help kind of fill in the show and make it a little bit more dynamic. So always love when those guys come on. A lot of people are big fans of theirs. So please, join us Thursday night, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we break down Big Brother. Thanks for joining me. Folks, you've been listening to the Big Brother After Show with Sam. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. I'll